Welcome to the Life and Times podcast with your host Lloyd Phillips. This is a podcast that's put on for the people, by the people, of the people. I, to be honest, I think I'm the only people. It's all. It's really just going to be me, probably, and uh, occasionally maybe some other people, but. To the Life and Times podcast, I'm your host, Lloyd Phillips. Phillips, how's everybody doing today? So fantastic to be back for another fantastic week. Fantastically, we're going to have a word from our sponsors. Today's show sponsors are Boxing Bear Print Company. You can reach them at BoxingBear.com. It's an independent art studio established in 2011, and they have all your art needs. So, if you really love alternative art prints, I would go check out Boxing Bear Print Company at BoxingBear.com, BoxingBear.com, get to them now.com. And the next sponsor is TheCookieBarnWaco.com. They're actually called The Cookie Barn, but that's where you can reach them, at thecookiebarnwaco.com. They're an online cookie company, and they have a pickup location, and they deliver locally in the Waco, Texas area, but they also ship nationwide. So order for birthdays, anniversaries, reunions, showers, or for any occasion. Just enjoy them yourself. Uh, they also specialize in company-client relations, and they have discount pricing. So let your clients know that you're thinking about them and that you appreciate their business. Also, with every purchase... You'll be satisfied knowing that you're supporting an amazing nonprofit organization that helps foster and adoptive families. So every portion, uh, a portion of every purchase goes towards e1a.org. Encourage one another. e1a.org. Thecookiebarnwaco.com. So we're back. Uh, anyway, you know, it's, uh, it's been a fascinating week this week. Uh, I don't talk about the weather on the show, but let me just throw it out there. It was cold one day, then it was hot one day, then it was cold one day. Thought spring hit us. Thought spring hit us early in late January. Didn't happen. Now it's back to cold, uh, which is, uh, you know, what do you do when it's cold? I went outside and I smoked cabbage. That's what I did. And I don't know if you've smoked cabbage, but my nieces are in town. And I attempted to get them to eat smoked cabbage, but they both say they're not cabbage fans. I don't know if you are. I think it's delicious. I invented the recipe um, however long ago. And then uh, this guy who had a barbecue stand in Texas, he was like, hey, man, how did you start smoking all those cabbages? And I'm like, well, this is how I do it. And he stole the recipe. Now it's a thing. Uh, real big, real big around uh, uh Alvord, Alvoy, that's what the locals call it. That's why I call it the Alvoy, Texas. Real big down there, uh, the cabbage recipes I came up with. Anyway, so look, it's good to hear everybody's voice today. Um, a lot of fantastic, lot, lots of fantastic things happen. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm in the biz now. That's what you say when you're in the biz. When you're in the insurance biz, you just say you're in the biz. Everybody knows what it means. And, uh, you know, I'm in the podcast and insurance biz. Got a lot of stuff going. And uh, I'm excited for that. That happened last week. And um, I didn't really study for the test. I studied really hard for like a week, uh, like three months ago. And then some time passed, and I'm like, well, I got these two other modules I have to look at. So, like a month later, I knocked another one out. And then uh, I was like, well, I got to take this test at some point. So, about a month later, I knocked out the last one. I went to go take the test. But the night before, excuse me, the night before, I tried to cram for it, which is what I did in um, back in primary school. You know, back when I was in the primary school. Uh, I would never study until the night before. Or if the teacher said, you can study 10 minutes before when class first starts that was usually when i crammed it in anyway that's what i did and uh i had all intentions of failing it uh because of the amount of effort i gave to study but i passed it so now now i'm in the biz um so i'm excited is what i'm saying and do you you know what somebody asked me it's off that topic but somebody asked me if i would be a, a preschool now is it preschool yeah, preschool, like three-year-olds, three, four-year-olds. If I would be a preschool teacher once every six weeks with with my significant other uh, at church, if I would go in there and, I don't know, entertain kids. I, I think that's – I don't know why else they would have asked me. I, to be honest, I don't really want to be a teacher. Uh, this is not bashing teachers. As a matter of fact, you should commend them because um, – I know that I can be funny. I know I can make people laugh, whether they're three or 63. Um, But to make an adult laugh, it's easier. Um, (laughs) I don't like to be a sideshow is what I'm telling you. That's the thing about when you're you're trying to help preschool kids. I'm not going to mention anybody's kids' names. I don't need a bunch of adults trying to blast me out for talking about your kid. But, uh, but the kids were great, like, you know, because they're kids. But at that age, like, they truly are, like, really happy and fun-loving kids. The only problem is when you're trying to entertain them. The second you do something that makes them laugh, then they just want to keep doing that. So I'll give you an example. Uh, I don't. We were pretending like we were eating plastic food. Uh, no food was actually going in anybody's mouths in case somebody's trying to try to get me on the COVID deal, uh, but, you know, just pretending. So they give you small plastic plates with small plastic burgers and ice cream. Yeah, what food. It's just food, right? And you fake eat it, and then I would throw it all around after I was done, and then the kids would laugh. And then I look to my left, and this kid has a pretend. It's all pretend. It's all plastic. He has a mustard bottle acting like he's squirting mustard on me. And I saw him do it, so I like threw my hands up like, oh, stop it. Hey, you stop it. You stop putting mustard on me. You're crazy. Right? Like that. I did it. And then uh, another kid laughed. So then he got uh, what was a plastic 
all pretend. Once again, pretend. Remember when you played pretend? And he got uh, this pretend uh, chocolate milk box, and then he was acting like he was squirting milk on me the whole time. So this kid's uh, throwing chocolate milk on me, and this kid's throwing mustard on me. And I'm like, oh, stop it. You guys are crazy. Stop it. And what happens is, is like when you give that reaction, here's how you deal with kids that age. Well, I don't, I don't know at first. It progressed. I'm not a preschool teacher. I never wanted to be. I don't want to be now. I never wanted to be a teacher ever. Uh, that's why I commend the people that do it. You got to have special patience. And that's the thing. Once again, I can make people laugh and people think I'm good with kids because I can make them laugh. But I really am not a patient person if we're just really being honest. So like, so they continue to fake squirt stuff on me, but we're five minutes into this. So eventually I'm like, I, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to keep going. Yeah, quit it, squirting it all over me. But you know, that. It only goes so far, so I'm sitting there. So then I ignore them. I, this is what I think. If I ignore them, surely they'll stop. And now we're like minute 10 into... I, I'm not exaggerating by a second. I'm, well, I'm minute 10 into the kids still fake squirting mustard all over me. But it gets worse because when you... Uh, but uh, excuse me. I would about every two minutes like, oh, you're still getting me. That's what I would say. Which just encourage them to stand there longer. And then it got to the point where I just straight up ignored them hoping that they would stop because they were having fun. So I like, didn't, I wasn't going to say, see, at least I'm not, I'm not like a, <laughs> I'm not rude like that. Uh, it, it apparently was the greatest thing of their life at that, in that particular time. And, uh, I didn't want to shut them down. So I didn't say anything, but I just ignored them, hoping to go away. And it didn't, it didn't go away at all. And eventually I, I called to my wife because I just, I'd had enough of it because when you ignore them, then they get right in your face. They get right in your face. Like then they were squirting mustard and chocolate, uh, syrup and, and, uh, chocolate milk, right in my face, like right in my face. And I couldn't, I, I didn't know what to do, but they were like really wearing me out. I'm like, okay, cool guys. Like, cool. Cause I was just trying to be cool with it. Uh, you know, as an adult human being, and it wasn't working. So that's why I was like, hey, can, gently, and my wife, hey, can you do something? What? And she's like, hey, guys, how many cars are over there? She wanted them to go count their Matchbox cars. By the way, is Matchbox cars? Matchbox, yeah, they still make cars, I think. She's like, how many cars do you guys have? Can you count them? So after she told them to go count these cars, uh, that miraculously worked for whatever reason. I mean, their most favorite game that they had invented in their life at that point in their life, I think these kids were three, their most favorite game of their whole life was to pretend squirt mustard and chocolate milk on me for 20 straight minutes. And uh, and then when they went to count the cars, it was over. Like, they counted the cars, and they totally forgot where they were at. But then they were counting out loud. But they went away. But after they were done counting, I thought, oh, no, these kids are going to come back with these bottles again. And I and I'm not I'm not gonna know what to do, um, and so I was like, "Hey, I bet you can't count to 37." I was like, "Can you do 37 jumps in a row?" That was it. I won the game. Uh, if you have a three year old, because uh, I know everybody out there, you you want to make kids laugh, and you do. And then once the kid laughs. Then they keep coming back for more. It's like, you know why adults don't want to throw little kids up in the air? Because you're going to have to do it for the next 300 times where you throw them up in the air. If you're outside in a pool and, and the kid, you throw them up in the air, guess what you got to do? 400 times in a row. 
I mean, I, I just, I, I just don't have the patience for it. Uh, but I know now in the future, anytime that they're going to fake pretend squirt chocolate milk and mustard on me for 37 straight minutes, uh, just tell them to count. Like, hey, I bet you can't jump up and down 58 times. You know, and then after they do it 58 times, then you say, there's no way you can do it 59 times. Right? That's what you, that's, I figured out the game with little kids. For some of you probably already knew that's how it worked. I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, I don't recall, to be honest, I don't recall getting scammed like that when I was a kid. Uh, I just don't. Like, hey, seriously, I've had enough. I bet you can't run around the house 93 times. I would like to think if I, when I was a kid, I'd be like, you're correct. I can't. Not even going to try, but I don't think you can either. That's how I'd have left it. Not to try to, I'd have left the ball in their court, forced them to run around the house. Anyway, look, it's just mentally taxing uh, if you haven't done it. It's just like um, I used to do stand up comedy shows. I don't know. Some of you may know that. Some of you may not. But I, I used to do stand up comedy shows, and I, I did a few of them. I opened for a lot of people. Um, and. You would say things because you're on stage, or or even better, even better, I, I'm not to start that subject and then get off of it. It's just like when you do something funny and uh, somebody makes you laugh, and then when they see you again, they're like, "Hey, do that thing, do do, uh, do show us that dance, do that dance again." No, show us how you did it, but do do it like you did last time. Do it, you, do it. I don't want to do it. I'm not a sideshow. I did it in the moment. I do lots of stuff in the moment. I like to do stuff. When I like to do stuff, I don't like to do stuff when you want me to do stuff. That is the worst time for me to do stuff. I'm, I'm not, I'm not people's sideshow. That's the thing about being a funny guy or attempting to, uh, but I always do it on my own terms. I mean, I, don't, I, I think things are funny all in timing. I don't think wearing a tiny hat and walking around the hallway is funny. I don't, that's stupid. I don't, stuff like that doesn't make me laugh at all. Like, oh, look, I got big shoes on. That's done. I don't, I don't, how has the world evolved, by the way? And I don't, I, you know, I don't know. It's just a random thought. How has the world evolved? I remember uh, when I was a kid and you'd watch old movies and like the clown, right? The, the, the people that have clown faces and, and bringing excitement to kids. I don't know when that time, changed because uh somebody thought that was a good idea to be a clown and kids used to love it a really long time ago and now there's like a whole generation of kids that don't like clowns and they're scared if they come around like they don't even want to be around the clown i think john wayne gacy i think he blew that for people maybe because right now probably 70 percent of you are like who's john wayne gacy well, he was a serial killer dressed up like a clown. Uh, that probably ruined it for a lot of people. And the movie It. I'm sure the movie It ruined it for people. That's why people are scared of clowns now. I can tell you right now, I, I, when It came out, here's what I think I remember. Here's what I think I remember. Uh, it seemed like once a year, could be every other year, but like once a year, it seemed like Stephen King, he must have had a contract with ABC. I think with ABC Network. And he would put out a made-for-TV Stephen King movie every year. I, I recall The Stand being one uh, and It, for sure. So it would come out, and it was like this miniseries. But when It came out, like, it was... I remember being scared. Like, that crown, the clown was terrifying. Like, I couldn't even go to sleep at night. 
I've passed that in my life. I don't, I, I'm not scared of clowns, but I think that was the reason for it. And now you got a whole other generation of kids because they remade it. And then the, I think they have it too now. Uh, I mean, I look, I'm going to tell you right now, everybody knows I did this, the hundred mile challenge and I'm doing a 300, which by the way, I took a couple days off, maybe like two weeks. Uh, but I swear if I was walking and it was nighttime, I guarantee I'm 41 years old. And I guarantee if I was walking around the neighborhood or walking on the golf course at nighttime and I walked past a drainage ditch or like a sewer, uh, you know, the, like on the movie, and there was a red balloon tide, and I was by myself, and then it was the middle of the night. I wouldn't even laugh about it. Do I really think it, the clown's hiding down there? No. But j- somebody put it there, and it would be late, and it would be weird, and I guarantee whether I know there's a clown down there or not, I wouldn't be shining a flashlight down there just to see, just to check. You know, look, I know it's not real, but let me just make sure he's not down here. Man, that's it. That's it. He eats your face off. You're not eating my face off. No way, because uh, I'm running, like, for sure. I, I think I got a little sidetracked. I don't even know where I was going with that, but I just, uh, probably why people are scared of clowns or why they thought it was funny. I'm not a sideshow. I like to do things on my own terms when I want to do it. I don't want to repeat stuff. I will if you're my friend, but honestly, that's, I mean, I, I use the term already. That's mentally taxing. I, I'll do it for my friends, but, like, I hate repeating something i did on the fly you can't recreate it you know it's like one and done it's a it's i i just can't do it and speaking of movies and i don't think this was on any clown movie but speaking of movies every single movie every movie that i've ever watched that uh maybe like an action thriller drama a drama and action any any movie I've ever watched that has a scene of action, whether it's suspense, drama, thriller, whatever descriptive term you want to call it, uh, <laughs> all of them. When the bad guys show up, this is what you, every movie, all of them. When the bad guys show up, whoever it is, this is what they say. Guys, we have company. Forty-one years of life. Nobody I've ever known in my life at any point when the bad guy showed up, whether it was a fight or whether it was like somebody you thought was going to harm you. Nobody ever said, uh, guys, guys, uh, we have company. Literally nobody ever has said that. N- no one. It's in every movie ever made, ever made. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's the thing people said, uh, you know, seventy years ago. See, I keep acting. Here's, here's how you know you get old. I'm making references, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is probably what the old people say." But for anybody that listens to this, who's young, um, uh, probably thirty five years was a long time ago. So uh, that's what, dude. That now that's crazy, and I know I'm not the only one that thinks about this. That's that's crazy. Because I always talk about, oh, yeah, back in the old days. Well, when I'm talking about back in the old days, my my mental, in my head, I'm, I'm still like a kid in my head. So my old days are people who are probably 70 now or 75. That's like, I'm, when I say the old days, that I'm picturing their era. And uh, the older you get, <laughs> that's weird. The older you get, the less old 
70 years old seems like or 75 it just doesn't seem old the older you get and that's crazy talk i mean i remember when i was like i was 18 years old there's no way where i would have thought at at 18 like oh that <laughs> a 55 year old i wouldn't have said oh yeah that lady she's super pretty I probably I wouldn't have said that. I'm not saying there's not pretty 55-year-olds. I'm saying at 18, there's no way that, that I would have said that. Well, let me just look. I said pretty. There's no way. I was 18, but there's no way at 18 I would have said, dude, that girl is hot. That girl's hot. I wouldn't have said that. It just wouldn't have happened. But that's what's weird about getting older. And, you, you know, you probably feel the same, whoever's listening to this. Um, but... Speaking of getting older, I should have done <laughs> I should have done more dangerous things as a child. Now I, I've I've done a few, but that's not that's not where I'm going because right now what seems to be very fascinating. I had, I had a talk the other day with my friend, and I, I saw this uh, this post, this Facebook post, and he was leaving his job after 18 years, and so I, I uh, messaged him on. Facebook, because I didn't have his number. I mean, we're, we're friends, like basically lifelong friends. I'm a little older than he is, but, you know, we've been friends from childhood. And so I'm like, hey, what's your number? So he sends it to me. I, I noticed that he had been doing some things that, that I found exciting. But in our conversation, he said, oh, I really want to get into paramotoring. I think that's how he worded it. What he didn't know and what maybe a lot of people, I don't even know if my wife knows. Ah, eh, Maybe. I'm fascinated by paramotors, not, but not like, um, not the paramotor. And if, and if you don't know what they are, uh, I'm going to give you the two types and I'll tell you what I'm into and I'll tell you what I don't really want. It's basically where you have a giant fan strapped to your back, but there's one, and I don't know if it's called paramotor also, but there's one where you're basically sitting in a car. Uh, like a tubular car, welded together car. It's got a wheel in the front, maybe two wheels, a couple wheels on the back, and that fan's attached to it. So you're flying around with a parachute that catches air. The fan blows you till you get air. Once you get off, once you get up in the air, you, know, you shut your fan off because you don't need it anymore. You're, you're, you're cruising. Well, I don't want the one with wheels. I want the one that literally is a fan strapped to your back with a seat. So when you take off, you take off running. You got the fan going too. You take off running, and then your your kite or your parachute catches air, and it shoots you up. And I've watched videos. I've watched. <laughs> I was about said hundreds of hours. I watched hours of videos of paramotors, like the the one of the most fascinating things ever. And how cool is this? Once you're in the game, uh, I forget what it was titled, so I'm kind of going to butcher it. He's a famous guy for doing that on YouTube. But I don't know. He was just going to go for a hundred miles. I like he he like flew in to eat dinner or something funky like that. Uh, people that own planes, they call they're called fly-ins, I believe, but probably not in paramotors. But he just said, "Hey, I'm going to go. I'm going to do hundred miles a day. I'm just going to go hang out." So he just goes in the field by himself, takes off running. He's got his motor. He's got his fan going. Shoots him up in the air, and he's cruising, and he's just hanging out. Like, I mean, how cool is that? I mean, I think it's awesome. I would love to do it. Oh, and when you need gas, guess what he does when he needs gas? He just cruising in the air because it's not like an airplane. 
It's not like you've got to have a, a, a runway at every field. Uh, so when he needs gas, he literally just uh, flies around and says, I guess I'm going to land in that parking lot. And he <laughs> lands in the parking lot. What? A, how cool is that? I think it's awesome. So like, even when I see those guys flying around in cars, I think it's cool. But here's where I'm going because I, I just built it up like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. It's my life plan. Uh, but the part I left out was the other videos that are on YouTube where the, those people get on those paramotors and they take off running and they get about 25 feet in the air and their kite just hard rights and slings them out like a slingshot as they slam to the ground. And what's funny is like when you think about flying or being high or parachuting, um, when, when you, when you're at an elevation of 5,000 feet and you're in the air, you know, you're like, oh, that's scary. You're 5,000 feet, right? So like if you were to free fall, five, if somebody jumped out of a plane and their chute didn't work for 5,000 feet, you would think, man, that's scary. Well, I'm going to try to make a reference here. Um, if you get slingshotted into the ground at 25 feet, I think it feels just the same when you hit the ground as if you fell from 5,000. That's what I think. Uh, people get killed doing that stuff. So like, anyway, the point is, is I want to do that so bad, but I just don't want to get slingshotted from 25 feet on the ground. The most dangerous time, if you didn't know this, and it's also the same for flying, the most dangerous time is, is taking off and landing. And so man, go watch those videos. If, don't just let me ramble about it. If you don't know anything about it, and some may not. You you may have just seen uh, you may have just seen those paramotors that has like that tubular kind of car they sit in. Nah, man, go look at that one that just has a seat. It's really fascinating, but I don't think it, it's probably dangerous. I mean, imagine just being up in the air. Uh, <laughs> a hard gust of wind catches you. You're headed for the ground. You know you're going fast, and like right before you hit, you're like, uh, guys, hey guys. Hey guys, hey guys, we have company. <laughs> you know, seems like a rough deal. I, at least I think. So I went to the grocery store today. Um, I went with my family. What what we don't do as a family is we don't go to the grocery store. <laughs> There's the most amazing thing I heard today, and it's almost time to get off here. But here's the most amazing thing I heard. My daughter, we walk. We're in the cereal aisle. For one. There's Reese's Pieces cereal. There's little Yahtzee, the rapper. He's on the box of the Reese's Pieces. Like, he's their spokesperson. Little Yahtzee. Go look at some of his lyrics. That's, I'm sure that's who you want as your cover guy. But anyway, so, like, uh, <laughs> so what we had here was um, uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts has cereal now. I, I, maybe they've had it a while. I've never noticed before. So I walk past it and my daughter looks at it and says, she's like, Oh, look, Dunkin' Donuts. Um, yeah, this cereal, um, nobody's ever even heard of it. And then, uh, a person on TikTok, Carly D'Amelia, Carl, Carl, Carl DeMille, Carl DeMille, whatever his name is. Uh, he's like, Carl DeMille, uh, he made this brand famous because he showed it on TikTok. It was Dunkin' Donuts, by the way, the cereal. That and so I'm like, what did you say? It's like, yeah, Carl Deville. Uh, 
he made this brand famous because um, he showed it on TikTok. I didn't know what to say, you know, because look, my daughter, she's real precious. Like, honestly, like she's super sweet, really sweet, like really tender heart too, you know, and then I am how I am. And, uh, you know, you could probably figure it out by hearing my stories. And I'm like, what? But I don't want to like mouth too hard, but I'm in the middle of what I thought was, you know, <laughs> I didn't think it was the smartest statement to say so i'm like well, well hold up who who and i'm like no it's dunkin donuts it's been around for like 50 60 years probably 70 years you know what right now live well this isn't live as you're getting it but live right now in front of me i am going to look up dunkin donuts wikipedia and the reason i'm doing that is because i don't know when it started but i 1950 Dunkin Donuts has been around 71 years. And my daughter today says Chuck DeMilla, um, made Dunkin Donuts famous. That's unbelievable. But also side note to that, it made me think, and I'm sure there's one in Tulsa, but I, but I was never an active Dunkin Donuts guy. Uh, I don't know where one's at. In Tulsa, I know there is one. I know, I know there's got to be one. I but the only one, the last Dunkin' Donuts that I went to, and I can, that I can vividly be like, oh yes, there. It was in Beaumont, Texas. That was the last Dunkin' Donuts I've been to. I know they're all over the country, but it was just a crazy statement. Well, she didn't mean anything by it, so like I don't want to be all mouthy for it. But that's what's crazy. Kids think TikTok people are making things famous. That's been around. I don't, I, don't want to, I don't even want to go. I don't, uh, the level of fury I could have beyond it, I'm not even going to go into it. But I just thought it was a crazy statement. And the next craziest thing is after you get your groceries, do you call them that? Is that what people call it? <laughs> it sounds like, uh, just a side note, and then I'll get to the next part. Do you call them gro- groceries? I mean, I do. I, That's why I call them. But, like, you don't say, do you just say food? I got to go to the grocery store and pick up food, or you call them groceries? I don't know. It'd be like my grandma long time ago. She had a couch. Now, if there's a difference, I don't know because this is the only terminology she would use for the couch. She'd be like, Hey, you guys sat on the divan. Hey, put that on the divan. Hey, put your bags on the divan. I don't know what a divan is. I have no idea. I don't know if you know what a divan is. Hey, you you kids get there and sit on the divan. By the way, my grandma didn't talk like that. (laughs) She, she completely didn't sound like that, but, uh, but she would say, Go sit on the divan, whatever that is. Oh, now back to where I'm saying. When you get groceries, a whole cart full, and you're in Walmart, and you've obviously just went through the line. Like, there's the, 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 the person at the door is staring down the alleyway, seeing that everybody's pushing their cart out of the checkout area. They're watching you do it. And then you walk up and you have $223 worth of grocery items, <laughs> groceries, I don't know, whatever. It's a, a 223 items. No, no, probably 223 items seems like, but I don't know. You got $225 worth of stuff. So how much stuff is that? And it's all in white sacks. Like you can't, you, it's not like, so anyway, you give her the receipt. 
If I got nine kinds of cheese, it's not like she's going to dig through there and find nine kinds of cheese. And the fact that they even stop you and, and that I'm going to hand them a grocery list that without exaggeration is two and a half feet long. And she grabs it. She stops you. She grabs it. She's like, looks at it. Probably. I, I keep acting this out for the YouTube, but, uh, she looks at it for probably second and a half. She's like, all right. And stares at your cart, stares back at the receipt. Okay. Looks good to me. Have a good day. Why is that person even there? I mean, it's unbelievable. Why, why would you stop anybody with a cart full of groceries? Yes. I mean, you, you watch me pull out of the lane. I, it's just annoying. I know they're just doing their job, right? I, I get it, but you know, this, I'm that person. I'm that guy that finds it annoying that I got to stop knowing full well, you didn't look at anything in my cart. You didn't see anything on there. You probably didn't even read the receipt. Why do I have to hand it to you for you to stare at it for 30 seconds? Well, she only stared at it for like two, but you get what I'm saying. But for the ones that really overanalyze and they want to thumb through your stuff, don't touch my stuff. It's, and as a matter of fact, I don't know if you know this, people. That's true. I don't know if you know. Uh, you don't have to actually legally stop. I don't know if you know that. Just to be a good person, maybe, I guess, you know, but if you're in a hurry or or they're like really trying to eyeball you, like you might have snuck in a, an extra pack, an extra five pack of Wrigley Spearmint gum. <laughs> I mean, it's just absurd. Anyway, look, I don't, I don't like ending this week on a high note, on a low note. I don't end this week. I don't like to end on a low note, but I'm going to tell you this. Pete Rose was passed, bypassed for the Hall of Fame. Matter of fact, he wasn't even on the list. But this year, because some of the people that are still existing, you have to have 75% of the vote to get voted in the Hall of Fame uh, in baseball, and no one got in, to include people like who should 100% get in, like Kurt Schilling. Um, that was more a political deal, I think, than anything. But, I mean, he, he should get in. Roger Clemens was in. Barry Bonds was in. Or should should be in. And, uh, and then, of course, who else should be in? You know, Pete Rose, literally the greatest hitter in baseball history of all time. Put him in the Hall of Fame. It's just stupid, people. I guess we're probably not going to end this show on a positive note because <laughs> I got all fired up all of a sudden. Uh, look, love everybody. That's positive. Yeah, we're back. Love everybody. Uh, you guys have a good week, and we'll see you next week.